And welcome to another episode of Appalachian Monsters and Mysteries. I'm Belle. And I'm Miley. And today we're going to be talking about a murder. As usual, Not unusual. listener discretion is advised because this is murder. Um, oh, that's all you need to know. Yeah. Murder. I'm not going to lie. Uh, when I first started researching this case, I, I thought that it was going to be about like all the other murder cases that we've done in the past. Because they, they're all, I mean, like, I hate to say it, they're all kind of like, people get murdered. It's incredibly heartbreaking and sad. Mm-hmm. But, like, it normally ties up in a little bow, except for, like, Mad Butcher and everything like that. Right, yeah. Uh, with this one, I thought that this is how this one was going to be, very, like, cut and dry. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. This is, like, a soap opera, but, like, a really dark soap opera. Like, I hate to soap say operas it. that come on, like, at one o'clock in the morning. If that's a thing. I'm sorry. I'm going to say this now before we get into it and I hear how bad it is. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Uh Well, just it's different, you know? Oh, yeah. It's definitely different. Since you said that, I've been doing research for a future episode. Mm -hmm. Not going to spoil anything. But it also is a lot different than our past things which yeah. caught me off guard so i'm ready i'm in the right mindset i'm ready here we go today we're going to be discussing the death of mary mars Kaywin of lexington lexington kentucky okay. um as i said listener discretion is advised this is murder so let's get into it no kids allowed <laughs> back we're gonna go all the way back to july of 1965 um, Do you know what day? Huh? My birthday's in July. Your birthday's in July. July 4th, to be exact. Yeah. Independence Day. Independence Day. Okay. Uh, Mary Mars Kaywin was married to Dr. Madison Kaywin III, a hematologist, which is a blood doctor. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Mary was a housewife and took care of their two children. In an article that I found from a year after the mysterious death of Mary, a year, the fact that I found this was shocking. Um, it's said that both her and her husband were extremely personable and attractive. Um, now, I, I don't... Yeah. For the most part. For the most part. So far? Normal? Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, I don't know a ton about the 60s, honestly. Um, so, I just kind of pictured this like Mad Men. And as we... The TV show Mad Men. As we go on, the parallels between this show and this, this murder and Mad Men... Are shocking. I don't. I won't get the references. I'm a little sad. You, you don't need the references. Okay. Yeah, Mad Men and this and this murder case are very similar. Okay. Um. So Madison and Mary love to socialize and drink. The people in Mad Men really like to do that too. Um. Again. Uh, n- normal to some extent. Yeah. Yeah. To some extent. Uh, so on July 4th, 1965, the couple got together with their neighbors and good friends of theirs, Sam and Betty Strother. You cannot get more 
homey than names like Sam and Betty. Of course. Um, to celebrate the 4th of July, the couples went to Idle Hours Country Club. They drank quite a bit at the club. From what I could find, about $40 worth of alcohol and mixed drinks. To give some context, yeah. a six-pack of beer in 1965 was 99 cents. They, they were spent $40. They were pretty messed up. Rather children at this point in time. We'll get into that. In oh. another article I read, it said that they each had close to 10 drinks that night. Yeah. After it's probably like the hard stuff too. We're not talking about little cocktails. Most of it, well, most of it was mixed drinks. Okay. Um, but also like sh- shots. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A lot to drink. A lot, a lot to drink. Yeah. Uh, after heading back to the Strother home, they drank some more. <laughs> Naturally. Um, now the Strother children were being cared for by a babysitter at the Kaywin's home, along with the youngest Kaywin child. The oldest Kaywin was at a friend's house. Okay. Uh, Mary stayed at the Strother home to have a nightcap until she claimed she started not to feel well around twelve thirty. A nightcap. A nightcap is like when you go back. And have like one more drink. Oh. Yeah. At, so at she, the house. She went back to the Strother's house. Okay. Yeah. And had a drink. Okay. Um, around 1230, she said she wasn't feeling well and she wanted to head home. Her husband wanted to keep drinking. So he stayed at the Strother home with Betty while Sam drove Mary home. Uh. I'm not saying anything yet. The babysitter's <laughs> cab was called, and after a brief detour, she left around 1.13 a.m. Sam Strother stayed for a few more drinks with Mary. Okay. Alone. They were together. I... In her bedroom. They drank in her bedroom. Man, that is tough. While her That's husband tough. was at the Strother home drinking alone with Sam's wife. I'm not insinuating anything. I can, you can totally be, you know, um, buds and yeah. drink. I agree. I'm also a, uh, an encourager of not putting yourself in bad situations. They were drinking in a bedroom alone. So then Sam headed home. Dr. Kaywin decided he was just going to stay at the Strother home, which... Was not the first time. This man has stayed at his friend's house before. With just the other wife? So the wife, so the husband came home. Okay. Yeah. So it, was all, it was three of them. Yeah. And he stayed on the couch. Uh, but this has happened before. Like it said that this was not the first time that this had happened. Would that be offensive? Are these people, when was this again? The 19, 60s? 1965. This is just something these people did. Are they... Okay. Yeah. All right. I feel like you, our listeners are smart enough to put two and two together. So yeah. we don't um, have to say anything here. Mary was at home with the Strother children and one of her own kids, mm-hmm. um, as I said. When the newspaper boy made his run between 3 and 3.30, he reported he had to make somewhat of a detour around a third car that was in the driveway of the Kaywin home. Now, normally there was only two cars in the Kaywin's driveway, Mary's car and Madison's car. but like I said, the paper boy had to make a detour around a third car that was parked in the driveway. And this was at the... Keep that in mind. Sh- this was at the Kaywin home where Mary was staying. Okay. okay. 
Um, when asked in the day and the night, like they got this paper boy and asked him about the Strother's vehicle. They asked him in the daytime to look at this car to see if it was the car that he had seen. And he was like, no, I don't think so. Then they asked him again at night, which it would have been at 3.30 mm-hmm. in the morning. Right. Um, and he was like, I really don't know for sure. So he, he it was up in the air whether yeah. this was the vehicle Under, that was in the Understandable. Driveway. You just, yeah. you know, going on your normal run, paper, paper boy, there's a car. It's 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. I mean, come on. I'm um, not going to be in my right mind at that yeah, for hour. Sure. Now, when the other newspaper boy came by between 6 and 6.30, he said that there were only two cars in the Cayman driveway. Odd. Fast forward to the next morning, July 5th, Betty calls the Kaywin home and the kids answer. They say that they're hungry because Miss Kaywin had not woken up yet. Mr. Strother picked them up and they went back to the Strother home, had breakfast, and then headed to swimming lessons. When Betty went to drop off Betsy Kaywin, she goes inside to check up on Mary. It's then that she discovers Mary never made it to bed. She instead found her in a chair in her room, fully clothed, except for underwear. Betty couldn't remember exactly what she was wearing, but she did remember seeing a book lying next to Mary, as well as her head being somewhat slumped to the side as as if she had fallen asleep in that position. One thing was for sure, though, Mary was dead. Okay. Did she have pants on? No. Okay. So no bottoms whatsoever. She was either wearing the dress she went out in Uh, the night before, or she was wearing a dressing gown. Gotcha. Okay. Like, like pajamas. And there was no visible, like, damage? We will get into that. Okay. She didn't that call. Is tough. So Benny did not call the police uh, or an ambulance. She called her husband, but then decided to run from the Kaywin house to go get him because she was panicking. And she, the Strothers lived about three blocks away. I understand calling your husband first because if. I, if I was scared, I think I would want to, I'm a logical person and I think I would be afraid that I was overreacting because, you know, what if she wasn't really dead and she was just yeah. you know, really hung over at the time and just like had fallen asleep that morning. So I think I would have called somebody that I trusted to try and talk some sense into me, have a second person come and make sure that I wasn't not me. going to call the ambulance immediately. If I if I felt because I, I would know. feel I would know to feel her neck to see if I could feel a pulse. I, uh, and then something about me pulses don't love them. If I had to check somebody's pulse, I mean I guess I would. Yeah. But like any stuff, I think we've talked about blood, veins, feel. I can't even like feel my own pulse. It makes me sick to my stomach. That's really bizarre. I've had to give Sorry, CPR a couple me. of times. Thankfully, I never have because I don't think it would end well. I'd probably throw up. To I have honest. had to give CPR twice. A lot. A lot of the time, yeah. I put myself in these people's situations, and I'm like, "Wow, that was really stupid." But here, would I have ran back home? Probably not. No. But calling him first, I'll give her that. No, I wouldn't. Have I done will. That. I would not have called Dustin. Mainly. 
because my first instinct is to just react. And I would have called 911 for sure. Where the police would come? An ambulance. With you would standing be there? there? An ambulance. That's all that my mind. I just wouldn't want to okay. be around a dead body. Mm. And I'm like, let's call an ambulance. Okay. Along with the police. Which I've had to do before. Where you're Do you standing. know how many times I've had to call 911? I've had to call. More times than a person should have to. call once with you. I've called, the, I've called 911 twice and once was with you. I've had to Nobody call 911 on multiple occasions. Okay, I'm, I'm, it doesn't look like it currently. I'm on the edge of my seat. Please continue. So she ends up meeting Sam and Dr. Kaywin along the way, and they head back to the house. When first seeing the body, Dr. Madison Kaywin, Mm-hmm. the husband of this woman, allegedly said two different things in a report that I read written a year after the one that I had mentioned previously claimed that he said she had a heart attack. But in another article, it claimed that he said that she had committed suicide. Either way, he made like a snap judgment. He was a doctor. Yeah. Granted. But. That just seemed really sketchy to me. Yeah. Um, Another doctor was called. Still not the police. The police have still not been called. Still have not been called. It's Um, not looking good for them. Another doctor was called in at 1030. uh, That morning? Yep, that morning. And that is when... Yeah. That is when Mary Mars Kaywin was pronounced dead. So, strangely enough, Mm. here is when things really start to get wild. Uh, While the other doctor was there, he noticed a couple of things that were off, like the injection marks on Mary's left and right thigh and the blood Uh. on the slip she was wearing and on her chair. The injection site on the left leg was right outside of the thigh. On the right leg, it was just under her butt. Around both sites menthol-paraben, wait, methyl-paraben was found, which is commonly found in cosmetics. So this could have just been like a lotion that she had put on. It helps with shelf life. So it could have just been a lotion she put on before she went to bed, or it could have, it's also in, it's also in like cleansing chemicals as well. Okay. And it was around the injection spots? Around both of them. Uh, Was it found anywhere else or just there? I don't know. Okay. It didn't say anything. Um, The doctor searched the room for evidence of suicide, such as a note or a hypodermic needle that she could have used to inject herself with Mm -hmm. whatever she could have committed suicide with. Right. He also searched for a glass, believing it could contain evidence of some kind. But upon arrival at the scene, Madison Kaywin asked that Sam pour out the glass of bourbon sitting by Mary, <gasps> along with the can of beer he had drank the night before. The can of beer Sam had drank. Yeah. Yeah. So neither of those were found along with a virtually destroyed crime scene. So by the point that they did call the police, because doc, the doctor who was there, Dr. Uh, Winternitz, he said, we should call the police. And so this crime yeah. scene was literally obliterated. Like um, her husband asked that Sam get rid of the glass and the beer 
can that was left over that he had been drinking. Um, there was literally tracks, footprints everywhere. Yeah. So that could be, and people had touched her. Multiple people had touched her. <laughs> so yeah, oh, this crime boy. scene was literally destroyed. Uh, so Dr. Winternitz did notice that the bed had been made with precision uh, and in his own words said, you could bounce a quarter off of. Here's the thing. Police believe she had been laying down when injected with whatever mm. substance. And let me just say it now. It was never discovered what she was injected with. They never reported it in the autopsy. What she was injected with. That's odd. Uh, Mary was then picked up and placed in the chair, hence the blood on the arm of the chair. So it would it would make sense that whoever killed her would mm-hmm. lay her down on the bed first, inject her with this stuff because she probably passed out drunk. The yeah, amount of alcohol right. that she had drank, um, she probably passed out drunk. I mean, I feel like we can already jump to conclusions, but obviously the only three people that knew that she was that drunk well, the only people, period, that knew she was that drunk, we have already mentioned. Yes. Just saying. So Dr. Winternitz did end up signing the death certificate after Dr. Kaywin agreed to an autopsy on the body. On July 7th, it was reported that Mary Kaywin had died from carbolic acid that was diluted with alcohol. Well, that's kind of interesting. He had to agree to an autopsy? Yeah. So that makes me think. Okay, but here's the thing. This carbolic acid was diluted with alcohol, which meant that she would not feel the effects of the carbolic acid whenever she swallowed it because it normally would burn going down. But. Oh, okay. And so. My mind. And honestly, he technically wouldn't have had to agree to it. Like he really wouldn't have had a choice. Them asking him really wasn't a choice because already Dr. Winternitz had a suspicion that she had been murdered. Mm-hmm. And so them asking him was really just like rhetorical. Yeah, they were going to do it anyways. Yeah, I guess so. Um, it was also reported that her blood alcohol level was a 0. 0.4. I don't know. Can That's you give me high. Some? Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And that her death took place between 2 and 6 a.m. Mary's funeral was held on July 8th. Uh, And the crazy thing is that everyone thought she had died of cancer because Madison, her husband, had everyone donate to the American Cancer Society (gasps) in lieu of anything else. Oh, that's messed up. This man. That's pretty messed up. Also, we can say mean things about him because he's not alive anymore. Oh, sweet. I just want to throw that out there. Uh, now let's get to some suspects. We are obviously, we are obviously starting with the husband. Uh, it's always the husband. Yeah. Every time. Madison Kaywin, husband of Mary Kaywin. Um, let's start with the fact that this guy was a huge cheater. Uh, he had two known affairs, one being with Dr. Emma LaPat a fellow hematologist at Madison's workplace. They had a two-year affair that was allegedly over at the time of the murder. We'll get, we'll get back to her. Okay. It was, it had ended? Yes. Previously. It had ended before the murder occurred. Okay. Yeah. Um, he also uh, had an affair with Barbara Leapman, whom was one of his patients. 
which is against the law. On July 4th, the night they all went out, Barbara had called the home of Dr. Kaywin in distress over her leukemia diagnosis. Mm -hmm. When he did not answer at home, she called the club that he was at. Dr. Kaywin said he could not see her as a patient any longer and that she would be all right. Uh, Dr. Kaywin's night went on as... I had previously mentioned. Yeah. Uh, Madison denied the foul play altogether. Like denied that she was murdered altogether. And even went as far to disagree with the autopsy findings. He disagreed with what the autopsy. Okay. Okay. I just have such mixed feelings. First of all, it's always the husband. Second of all, all of these, I don't know why. I don't know why this is. I just have an odd feeling that it wasn't him. And I don't know why. Don't know why. I'm thinking for some reason he's denying it because. I 100% think that it was him. I don't know. Two of. 100%. Is there, are we going Oh, into, there's more suspects. Yeah, but is there any more with this, this lady with le- leukemia? Oh, yeah. Okay, so oh, we, yeah. we're going to get more into that. Yeah. Because right now, I may be wrong, but right now I'm thinking he realized that she did it and he feels guilty about it. So he was like, no, she wasn't murdered. It was natural causes. She had a heart attack because he felt bad that he was partly responsible for her murder. Wow. That's what I'm saying right now. But I'll probably change it later so the strothers did defend madison by saying that he was so drunk the night of the fourth that he ended up sleeping on their couch um do i think he did it probably really uh, oh yeah oh okay. yeah okay uh and i honestly i think that the strothers were in on it i really do um it is a it, mm, very weird situation and let me also mention that mary had spoken to her father about divorcing madison and Madison found out this information. So am I low-key getting Taylor Swift, nobody, no crime vibes? Yes, I am. It's not looking good. Um, not looking good for him. But here's another possibility. Okay. Dr. Herschel Leapman, husband to Barbara Leapman, the woman who was having an affair with Dr. Madison Kaywin. They're all doctors? Yeah. They're all doctors. Man, impressive. Right. Okay. Um, and again... All of this cheating just makes me think of Mad Men all over again. There's so much cheating in that show. Oh, okay. And also in this in this horrible, horrible alcohol thing. cheating, yeah, murder. I'm assuming. Uh, yeah. You, if you literally, if you just change the plot of Mad Men from like advertising or marketing, I can't remember which one to doctors, it would be it would be this. Um, yeah. except this is real life, and in Lexington, Kentucky. Yeah, that is so random. Of all places. Um, Okay, so Herschel. Herschel knew about the affair, and in October of 1964, he was trying to catch Barbara in the act. The Kaywin's neighbor reported that Herschel had asked her to call the police because he had followed his wife to their home and wanted to have cops just in case. Wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry. Herschel. Okay. Believed that his wife was cheating on him, yes. which she was, but yeah. he did not have proof yet. So Barbara had went to the Kaywin's house. Okay. Yes. Because she had dinner there a couple of times, which. Yes. Sketchy. Um, Herschel 
knew that Barbara was going to the K1's house. And he so told he police followed, to be there? No, so he okay. followed her there. Yes. Talked to the neighbor, told the neighbor to call the police. Why? I do not know. And the to neighbor sure did not know either. things didn't go south. I guess in case things caught, didn't go out of hand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Whether he got too mad, she got too mad, just in case. I respect it. People are crazy. Um, Uh, Call the police. I respect it. The police showed up. Nothing happened between anybody. Uh, Barbara and Herschel, they left together. Um, Mm -mm. So Herschel knew about this affair. Mm -hmm. Uh, Emma LaPat, actually, the doctor, the other hematologist, is the one who told him about it. Uh, which we'll get to that later. She told her husband. She told no. Emma was not the husband. Emma was not the <laughs> Sorry, wife. There are Barbara too many doctors. Was, Barbara was the wife. Emma Barbara. was the woman who Doctor Kaywin had an affair with before Barbara. <laughs> oh man, yeah. This ah, uh, uh, he yeah. He also claimed a woman called him before the murder happened and said if he didn't do anything about the the affair she would the night of the murder herschel was a he was a disaster human honestly like herschel was working an overnight shift and received a call between 2 and 3 2 30 and 3 a.m uh, from a woman who was claiming to be his wife and said she was in distress he thought this was just a ruse to catch his wife in bed with another man Mm-hmm. Because this man had deep-seated paranoia. Um, yeah. Because his wife keeps cheating on him. Yeah. Um, he then went to the police with a bunch of license plate numbers from cars that were outside of his apartment. He collected all their license plate numbers, brought them to the police in case, in, in case like, he ended up divorcing Barbara and needed, like, proof that oh. she had been cheating. That sounds like... This is probably shouldn't say this on the podcast, but I'm gonna say it. This sounds like me. Sounds like something I would do if I was gonna. I would just want to be so sure. You can't. I would want to be so sure. I would want to catch them in the act. If you think you're gonna get divorced in the future, you want all the proof so that you get more things. Is that not true? That you get more things from the marriage if. If you can prove that they cheated. If she signed a prenup, which I doubt that she did from yeah. the sounds of this. Um, exactly. It doesn't matter. But I honestly, it's hard to tell. Really? You think he's psychotic no, I think you for get more. that? I think he just needs to divorce this woman if he knows well, yeah, that she's cheating. Like, if the second that I'm like, unless you want to go to therapy, but she's yeah, not going to stop. I would still want the proof, though. Me personally. Um, the police on duty said he looked very stressed out. And that when he was pulling too. out, he almost hit a police car. Aww. Uh, he Poor then went guy. back home to his sleeping wife. So that's kind of an alibi. Uh, Barbara and Madison did continue their affair after Mary's death. The oh. affair continued, though it did not last long because Barbara was getting suspicious that he totally killed his wife. Oh. She was also pregnant. And claimed that Madison was going to perform an abortion on her. Whether or not the baby was her husband's or Madison's was never disclosed. So I really don't consider Herschel much of a suspect. He just seemed to be really worried about his wife. And the fact that she keeps cheating on him. Yeah. Uh, I don't really think think that he was too worried about old old dude's wife. Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like he really could have cared less. Yeah. 
Um, now let's talk about Dr. Emil Lepat. <sighs> okay. This affair just brain. really makes it's me all... angry. The other one also makes me angry because Barbara had been in their house. Like she knew that he was married. She knew that he had kids. Yeah. This one also makes me angry because it gets so creepy. I'm ready. Um, Emma Pat had an affair with Madison that had gone on for two years, but was broken off by Madison when he began having an affair with Barbara. So okay, he wouldn't he can have, cheat he can have on two, Barbara. But three is just too yeah, many. He wouldn't cheat on Barbara. He would cheat on his wife, but he wouldn't cheat on Barbara. So he broke up with Emma LaPat. Makes total sense. Okay. Uh, LaPat allegedly did not take this too well and began threatening Barbara and would like verbally attack her. Did they work at the same place? Barbara didn't work there. She was a patient. She had cancer. Oh, that's right. Okay, sorry. So she was attacking a patient of the place in which she oh, worked. Oh, boy. <laughs> None oh, of these people are stable. My brain. As well as the doctor, Emma LaPat, would drive past the Kaywin residence frequently, as well as call and harass Dr. Kaywin. Um, yeah, like this was a frequent thing. Her alibi is that she had dinner with a friend the night and then the night of the murder, and then went home and was in bed alone, I might add, by 9.30. That's a little early. Right? Suspiciously early. She really seemed more concerned about Barbara than about Madison's wife, though. So I don't really think that she did it either. But... I mean, is it a possibility? Maybe. But also, she would have had to lift this woman up. Mm. Valid. Could she have gotten the the medicine to, like, knock her out? Yeah, because yeah, she's a doctor. And I'm thinking... But she would have had to pick her up and move her onto this chair. Yeah. I'm thinking... Mm, doctors don't... I'm thinking doctors don't do that much heavy lifting. I feel like that's a lot of the nurses that do that. So I would honestly be more likely mm. to believe it if she was a nurse. But considering that she was a doctor... Yeah. Yeah. Not not convinced. So I, re- I really don't think that she did it either. Do I think she's a terrible person? Uh, yeah. What I'm gathering Anyone is Anyone who everybody... has an affair with a married man. Is, is Madison horrible? Oh my God, yeah. I think he's a murderer. But she also sucks. Everybody in this story? Sucks. Not great. Every single person sucks. Except Mary. Uh, she went home Mary's with... Mary's the woman who's murdered. Yeah, I know, but she went home with... Yeah, I don't guy. know what that was about. Uh, little odd. Do I low-key think that they were swingers? Kind of. Just a little bit. I mean, I, mean, I that's, can't prove That's that. none of my business, but that's still weird. Yeah. If you ask me. Maybe they were just really, 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 really close friends. <sighs> yeah. Maybe. I don't know. They spent hours together? A few hours. In the bedroom drinking? At, at least an hour together in her bedroom drinking. Okay. As if things weren't sad enough with this case, it was taken to the grand jury in September of 1965, so the same year that the murder happened. And all of these people and more, like, and more people who were tied to this case were questioned. Uh, Truly, from the report that I read, all these people acted really sketchy coming out of their questionings and going into them, especially Sam Strother, because he was going 
Like as he was going in to be questioned, he was incredibly upset that his father and his father's law partners were not allowed to come in with him. So he had to be questioned alone and he was visibly upset by it, which I think is incredibly sketchy, which, which makes me believe that the Strothers were in on it. Why? I don't know why I'm like this. I'm a new person this episode or this season. I don't know. I'm just saying if I was in his situation, he was the last person to see her alive, right? Yeah. I yeah. would also be worried, you know? Yeah, I don't because care. her drink was dosed with carbolic acid and he was the only other person in this house that could have poured her a drink. Exactly. But what if he didn't? Then who did? I mean, you thought it was the husband, but I think that I think that they were all in on it. Honestly, I don't know why. Like, I mean, I'm not. I'm from not everything saying that I could find. I'm not saying that they all weren't in on it. Yeah, I'm just saying that I really think even if I didn't do anything, I would want a lawyer present with me because I just think it. I think it makes him even more sketchy because no yeah, one else asked for their I mean, lawyer that does, to be in there. Yeah, that definitely does make him look suspicious, but. His dad was a lawyer. His dad was a lawyer. and So his... he knows how the police can act and try to like. But it wasn't the police that were questioning him. It was the grand jury. He was getting questioned by a lawyer. Oh. Yeah. In well, front of a jury. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, there, but sadly, there was not enough evidence to indict. Indict. I can't speak. Anyone in the murder of Mary Mars Kaywin. Are you um, serious? Yeah. This is unsolved. Uh, the incredibly strange thing is about a year or two later, I can't exactly remember, Madison sold their family home and moved to New York. Which I mean, I kind of. But don't. their kids are still alive. Pro- probably. That's interesting. I'm really sad that this happened to your family. I know. Um, and I, I really genuinely feel bad for the fact that this woman's murder was never solved, especially yeah. since her husband was such a piece of crap. Um, and honestly, I'm not surprised that this murder is unsolved because it was such a crap show from the start. This honestly is, you talked about, you know, our previous murders that we've covered. And this one is really so crazy. There are uh, yeah. multiple people. There's multiple people who it could definitely be. Um, uh, some of them could be all in. Own it together for yeah. some reason. There could also be swingers. There's definitely a lot of alcohol. If this was made into a movie, I would not be surprised. I was thought you were going to say I would watch it, but I would, I I would, would watch also it. watch it. I would watch it for sure. I'm very frustrated because, because I don't even... I don't even have any like theories. I don't even, I really don't Here's know. Here's my theory. Sam and Betty Strother were in on it with the husband. Uh, maybe, they? maybe there was a life insurance policy because he is a doctor. Maybe she had a life insurance policy but do you and they would, that would split the money. Up? Like in any of like the questioning? I mean, the police were not called for hours after this body so even if, even if, and I mean, they tried to accuse them of multiple, I mean, they tried to, they interviewed the Strothers and her husband and could not 
get enough evidence because yeah but there was like no mention a lot of, of evidence was destroyed life insurance policy at all though was there? i mean i'm not saying it was a life insurance policy maybe they just <sighs> i just all i just can't figure out why the two of someone. them would be involved i just don't feel like they would gain anything out of it i mean like you I said i just think it's really sketchy that i mean he they did. didn't check on her no one checked on her yeah like and they waited so long and to their call the kids were there like yeah if my kids called true. me from one of my like okay if i sent my kids to your house and they yes. were with your kids yes because we're older in this yes i don't have children and actually. i get a call from them the next morning and they're like hey we're hungry Miley's not awake yet. How early was this though? Because the police was, were called at ten thirty, right? So it, it I feel says, like that's still kind of early. It says it was like eight thirty, nine o'clock, maybe a little bit earlier. But if they called and were like, "We're hungry," she's still not up yet. Then I would go over there and ch- check on yeah. you. I'm your friend. And this says that they were like very good friends, if not best friends. I would ch- check on you, especially if you were like severely hungover. And so I just feel like that's one, common decency. Two, common sense. I've come to a conclusion. I'm ready to hear it. I'm not a good person. I just, if I knew that you were probably, well, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I guess I, yeah, I guess I would check on you. I just have very mixed emotions. Like, I don't know. If it was too yeah. early in the morning and you had been drinking, I would be like, okay, I'll come back in like an hour or two just to give her, like, let her sleep and, you know, maybe sleep some of it off yeah. and come back later when she's awake. I just don't think that my first thought would be that you were did. dead. Well, no, my first thought wouldn't be that you were dead, but I would want to check on you just to make sure that you were okay. Like you yeah. didn't get alcohol poisoning because we literally drank $40 worth of alcohol in 1965 yeah. when a six-pack of beer only cost 99 That's cents. Fair. Do you think this was normal, though? I mean, they did, did they this drink pretty this often? Much? I don't know. I mean, if they did, if this has happened Sweet before. Sweet Lord, their livers. Yeah, well. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter if you're dead. Yeah. Well. Please, honestly, this episode of any. Please give us, like, tell us what you all think, because I am, yeah. I'm just as confused now as what I was throughout this entire episode. You obviously have come to a conclusion, but I'm still very... Yeah, I do think the husband did it. 100%. Am I being irrational? Probably. I don't know what time it is right now, but I'm pretty, pretty tired, but I don't know. Well, tell us what you think. Tell us what you think. Email us on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Email us. Email us at AppalachianMM at Gmail. Every single one of your theories in email form. Yeah. And we'll read them. Well, even if we don't get back to you, because I've been really behind on emails, we'll definitely read them, if nothing else. For sure. You can follow us on Instagram at AMMPod, on TikTok at AMMPod. DM us at any of those to let us know what you think. Uh, Twitter, AMMPod1. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Appalachian Monsters and Mysteries. Where you can watch us talk about this stuff. And like us on Facebook at Appalachian Monsters and Mysteries. That was another ep. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Bye.